0: St. Joseph of Cupertino, he was said to be unclever, but he could fly. <laughs> He's a two, <chew, laughs> but he can fly. I'm Anne McNamee-Keels. And I'm Stephanie Chevera. And this is Lapsed, a podcast about growing up Catholic.
1: A reminder that we love hearing from you. So you can find us on social media at lapsedpodcast, uh, lapsedpodcast lapsedpodcast.com. You can email us lapsedpodcast at gmail.com and call us at 505-6-LAPSED and leave a message.
0: Yes, please. Steph, what are we talking about today? Saints. Today we are talking about saints. Saints is a hard word to feel like I'm doing clearly on a podcast, but yes. <laughs> it <Saints laughs> is a tricky one. <laughs> but before we get to that, we need to talk about Catholicism in the news. We do. But I think you might need to be really taking the lead on this one because my child's <laughs> been up at 4 a.m. every oh, day for the last five days, so should like let me research on my phone more, but I'm like too tired to even pick up my phone. I understand.
1: Um <laughs> listen from what i can see listeners this baby sleeps super well as long as stuff is holding him so that's the thing <laughs> the current situation <laughs> i understand can't do yeah. that all the time now so i have exactly one thing great from catholicism in the news that piqued my interest it's not so much a new news story it is an article that was posted at america magazine which is a jesuit the jesuit review the jesuit publication america magazine mm-hmm. and it caught my eye because of the subject matter i guess the title of the article is explainer colon, what catholics need to know about ouija boards what catholics need to know about ouija boards what catholics i didn't know catholics needed to know anything about ouija i wonder boards. if it's like actually will help us transition <laughs> into saints okay you know it it's not unrelated What sh- what sh- should we know what do we need to know we're lapsed i don't know if na- lapsed catholics need to know about this this What's reminded insane. me of i don't know if you remember a couple of years ago there was like <laughs> just a headline that was randomly in like regular news publications that said something just like the pope says it's okay to believe in aliens
0: like that was <laughs> that was
1: the story oh
0: yes i do that? remember that i was
1: like huh cool i never Thank thought about whether you. the pope was okay <laughs> but okay that's what this felt like like just so you know no one asked like it's one of those those reminds me of like a tweet of like absolutely no one and then like the catholic church no one asked it's okay to believe in aliens right so similar i don't know if they like threw at a staffer there and was like hey write something somewhat halloween related and this is what he came Uh, up with ah yes that's what i'm imagining so it's by father jim mcdermott who i think is a regular writer but i will be honest i don't really know his body fork uh has a picture of like Little girls in witch hats in a forest Mm. with crystals and candles and sage. And um, I love it. Looking at a Ouija board, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's how he opens it. Starts by saying, I consider myself pretty open minded. I certainly have a lot of my own questions when it comes to the realities of hell or the devil. Okay, But when it comes to the Ouija board, I get pretty freaked out is what he says. I understand this. Sure. Yeah. I think we all have our certain things that trigger us. Uh huh. Some people are afraid of zombies. Some people are afraid of vampires, whatever. He talks about his niece casually mentioning that she had gotten a Ouija board, like his teenage niece, and feeling like he went from like trying to be the cool uncle to being like the priest uncle who's like, that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, it's a tough I line though, to tell. And that's what this whole article feels like is like he's kind of going back and forth between being like cool with things and also being scientifically minded, but then also being a priest. He does sort of start by saying like he thinks that some of his panic might come from being like a child of the 70s and 80s during the satanic panic, Mm. you know? Yeah. So I appreciate that contextualization for himself. Like I grew up where people were freaking out about these things unnecessarily. But then he says, but... As an adult, I've also interviewed and read books by quite a few real-life exorcists for various projects. Those real-life ones, okay. Real-life exorcists. And time and time again, the Ouija board pops up as a thing that has led to some really bad stuff happening in people's lives. Ooh. What I found funny about this is he goes back and forth between being someone who wants to, like, scientifically debunk Ouija boards. Mm-hmm. and being like there could be actual evil spirits so don't do it for that reason
0: so like a gateway drug to hell and he's trying to have it both ways what i th- is what yeah. I think.
1: so he starts talking about there's a little pet peeve of mine so he starts talking about spiritualism a movement that started in the mid-19th century supposedly with these two teenage girls in upstate new york kate and maggie fox who sound Catholic to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Those are Catholic names. Kate and Maggie. Yeah. Irish Catholic. Fox, which is actually my mom's maiden name. So I'm probably related to these people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those girls could have gone to my high school for sure. Uh, they told a neighbor that something crazy was happening in their house. And then when they were talking, like spirits would make noises or something. I think they developed some kind of board to talk to the spirits and went on the road with it. He does also kind of recognize that like eventually it was a game making company who decided to make money from these girls so like some man Mm -hmm. (laughs) adult man who decided to make money off these little girls which i don't feel like he's really he calls the girls like i don't forget he calls it a hoax i think he calls them kind of like shysty which i'm like they were i don't know you're talking about little children (laughs) the thing about this that also bothers me is like that's definitely not the first time people claimed they were talking to spirits no it's been happening for Ever, probably. All of history, yes. That is like a beef I have too with just like current white lady kind of tarot, psychic, spiritual stuff. This is sort of how they trace it often. Mm. It's either that or sort of like exotification of like other instead of like actual understanding that like cultures have always kind of talked to dead people. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then he talks about in 1898, a decree of the Holy Office condemned automatic writing, which was anything where you're like, claiming to be a medium
0: oh, i thought you meant like the hugo cabre robot that wrote okay sorry. <laughs> i don't know how they feel about that we'd have to ask okay hope
1: says robots who write okay i don't know um he talks about how a lot of people think of
0: the exorcist i've never seen have you actually seen the movie <gasps> the exorcist uh yes and once and i will I've never actually seen the movie no too catholic to be comfortable watching that movie i don't
1: know <laughs> I it sounds scary and not a way I enjoy right but he says that people's understandings of Ouija boards are often from that movie and you know Exorcist that's how people know is from like the sort of popular culture version of it Mm -hmm. so what he ends up doing is kind of like debunking from a scientific point of view like here's this and this study that shows that Ouija boards don't really work and it's just you know it's just a kind of psychosomatic thing people are kind of convincing themselves but then he's like, but also, spirits are real, there is a spiritual world, and you might be inviting something evil in with a Ouija board. Better to be safe than sorry. hmm Which I'm like, which is it? Yeah. It's odd for him to go into the scientific thing of, like, scientific studies show that Ouija boards aren't real. I'm like, what do scientific studies say about that bread you just turned into Jesus? Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah but they could be real but also they could be real could be real
1: his thesis seems to be don't do ouija boards because they're not real except maybe they are and if they are they could be evil so just don't do them to me it felt very much like a little sample of the sort of modern catholic church yeah which is like
0: kind of wanting to have it both ways <laughs> is he awake yeah, He like and he's just smiling at me i'm like i see you <laughs> he's like this is great I'm, s- I'm gonna play with the ouija board later <laughs> why not aren't babies supposed to still be like in tune with their past lives if you oh yeah there's a whole like tiktok world of babies supposedly seeing spirits so maybe yeah maybe it's a perfect time to get on that ouija board do it <laughs> go for it so catholics it is not real but just be careful but just in case it is don't do it yeah is what the message is that's what
1: Father McDermott says. I
0: feel like that really does track with Catholic messaging. Yes. Though.
1: So. <laughs> I just think about being in high school, and I'm not, like, an anti-religious person, but, you know, I appreciate that in high school we were taught, like, real science, and we were taught, like, evolution. Yeah. So you learn all the things. But then you also learn that, like, the bread is the body of Jesus, and... Just go with it. Shh. You know, you go straight from science class to theology class, and it's just, like... Oh, just yes, accept it. It's just all the same. Don't don't think too hard. It's hard for a, a developing teenage brain or child brain to, like, go with. I guess this is why they just have to tell them, don't use Ouija boards. Death. Uh-oh.
0: Let me see if I can pass him off real okay. quick. Otherwise, we're not going to oh. get very far. <laughs> I think he needs a
1: diaper change. For the listeners, Stephanie just walked out, put the baby somewhere, and walked back in. I
0: assume her husband's in the back. (laughs) It was just a quick. Let's just assume he's there. Yes, no, he's out there. Little handoff, quote unquote, working from home. But now there's a baby. But he can be interrupted, and I can't. I've got important podcasting to do. Very important. So I didn't look up much Catholicism in the news, but I did note that it is the Vatican II's 50th anniversary oh happy 50th vatican 2 oh the 60th anniversary not the 50th I'm i okay. apologize
1: happy 60th right that makes more
0: sense there's a reuters article about it and the first thing it says is uh sensitive material the image following may offend or disturb and i was like well oh and it's a picture of francis praying at the remains of pope john the 23rd he's in like um oh, it's really hard to look at like snow white he's in like a glass coffin oh and it's very white and it's him oh wait they just like it's upsetting put him in a glass coffin I didn't, do they do that to popes I, I i did not do research on the research it's just a picture of him saying they're praying at his remains they just put popes in glass coffins and let them rot for all to see there's a whole article about the, how it's like the about the second vatican you know we should something we should have an episode about about the vatican council but i can't get past this one image <laughs> oh it is upsetting so i'm glad reuters um said that but it also like piqued my curiosity enough to be like i need to scroll down halloween time catholic church says no to ouija boards but
1: yes to like rotting corpses being viewable mm-hmm. well that's some creepy stuff those are some serious halloween decorations so if
0: anyone looks it up and they see that disclaimer don't scroll down
1: oh, okay thank you now i'm like do i look it up do i not i know you're like
0: i do want to look at it it's just know. it's just weird that is it's
1: very weird it's very
0: weird
1: i didn't know that was the thing we did with popes i had no idea
0: yeah i'm like i'm not sure if it's just him i'm not i right. again did not do research on my research but that's as far as <laughs> I got in
1: the news. are they all just stacked up somewhere in glass boxes. I don't know if he's out all the time or they bring him out for special (laughs) occasions. Wheel him out. Brings up a lot of questions. It really does. More questions
0: than answers. That's good. That's what we want. That's what we're here for. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, Vatican II. Pope Francis uh, would like everyone to stop fighting over the changes and just accept them already. No more Latin masses. Get over it, basically, is his message. Man. I believe there's a Latin rite parish and I don't know how they still do that or what the
1: limitations are there's like a parish that does latin mass i don't know exclusively or what not far from my house i drive by it a lot mm-hmm. and the other day i saw i was like what is happening who are these people and they were priests in full i forget what it's called it's like a cassock it's like the long black dress type thing oh which is like not what most modern priests wear cassock sounds good it does sound great <laughs> hang on let me google cassock real fast oh i think i'm right it's a cassock you're so deeply catholic that you knew that you know it's in there i was mm-hmm. definitely on a test in like third grade religion class or something <laughs> They were in the full cassocks. They were, at first I was like, oh, that's nice. They're like cleaning up litter. Then I realized they were just cleaning up litter in front of their own parish, which it is important to clean up garbage in front of your own house, but it's not like laudable. It's like, yeah, no. You should just do that. I do that. I live by a park. Sometimes some litter ends up by my house. I pick it up. So anyway, but yeah, I was like, oh, right. They're like old, old school there. Every time I pass it, I get a little weird chill or something because it just feels like something from the past
0: i'm taking a course on how to become a master gardener right now Ooh. why i'm doing this to myself at this present moment in my life is beyond me but with an infant because why not it's fine i was supposed to take it last year but i'm taking it this year but anyway we had a whole conversation about how no one how, like all these plant names are latin and there is no right way to pronounce the words because there's no known there's no pronunciation guide for latin it's not a spoken language Ooh. so all i wanted to do then was talk about so how is everyone doing mass in latin i'd like to know
1: they just picked a language they picked a pronunciation
0: and they're going with it it could be different from place to place like there's no wonder it was right. outlawed or whatever but you can't even use it for gardening out loud <laughs> You know, you can't get mad if someone pronounces it differently because there is no way of doing it. I didn't even think about that.
1: My kids know all the Latin terms for um, dinosaurs, is what they know.
0: Of course they do.
1: What good little boys they are. I also went through that dinosaur phase. I understand. Theirs is a little more uh, long lasting, though. I feel like I had a solid six months as a child, but they know all the dinosaur names. And anyway, <laughs> Latin. Latin. They would, they would do well in a Latin mass, maybe. Maybe they. <laughs> about T Rexes, yeah. <laughs> But as long as they only talked about dinosaurs, that would be great. Yeah. Somehow I doubt that's the situation.
0: <gasps> so, Anne. Yes. What was your uh, saint knowledge as a child? My
1: saint knowledge. So I certainly equated saints with, like, religion and Christianity. As a kid, it would never occur to me that other Christians didn't do saints. Yeah. It felt like part of the deal, there was Jesus and church and stained glass and saints and communion and rosaries. It was just all all mixed in. Mm-hmm. Lots of saint imagery, you know, at church, obviously, and on coloring sheets starting in like preschool, I'm sure. We've talked about the sort of normalization of like stories of people just dying brutal deaths, like martyrs. Oh, yeah. that It's like, yeah, sure. Oh, of course. But also like, so parishes were named after saints, you know. I knew sort of like the nicknames for them. There was like Tommy Moore and Kajadin, but I don't, it's not like I, that meant I knew who the saint was or-
0: What they did.
1: Yeah, no. I knew St. Thomas more eventually because like you learn about him in history class. Mm. We've talked about this. It's like a different- thing it's like the name of a place it's it. not yeah it's not like who was St. Kajadin like I still don't know who St. Kajadin was I've never met a person named Kajadin I only know that that's a name because I know there's a parish called that right Kajadin's an interesting name maybe someone 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 looking for a baby name Kajadin's interesting Kaji Cadge. Kaj. yeah I kind of like it. Tan. Oh, Tan, like Tan France. That'd be fun. That's like, his name is Tan but Kajadin would work too. Yeah. I do remember in like probably second grade telling my friend that I thought it would be really cool to be a saint, to be like named a saint. That was like my goal in life. Did you know what you had to do to become <laughs> a saint? <laughs> I mean, I think I just thought you. Yeah, I had to be like, I am, I knew I couldn't be a saint until I, after I died. Like I couldn't be named right? a saint after I died. But I thought if I like, oh, it would be really good. To live like such a good life that people think you're a saint. I think the reason was just that like my whole goal, like adults always told me to be good. Like just be good. Be a good girl. Mm -hmm. Be good. Follow the rules. Which is like kind of a bad thing to tell a little girl I've learned as an adult maybe. Just be good. Just be
0: good and follow the rules doesn't get you
1: like all the things you want, turns out.
0: So you didn't think you had to like sacrifice or to be martyred or anything like that?
1: No, I think I thought I had to sacrifice And I mean, I think like, you know, like going to confession and doing penance and like giving mm-hmm. up chocolate at Lent, like all those things.
0: Those big sacrifices.
1: Those types of things. Yeah. I think in my head, if like I just kept doing that into adulthood, it would
0: add up. Uh-huh. And maybe I could be a saint. It felt a little unattainable, but it felt like. I love that you thought that you like dreamt that big though. That's impressive. Yeah. I was too afraid to even go to confession.
1: I was also afraid of confession, so I don't know how I thought I was going to go about this. Oh, the other thing I was thinking about is like saints. I feel like once you get to like high school, Catholic high schools, and maybe even younger than that, like saints kind of are almost like mascots. (laughs) I don't have you seen this phenomenon? Like if it's a sports team putting their hands in and doing the like, I'm not on sports, but from what I have seen, they're like in their huddle and talking about like, you know, the volleyball team or whatever. It's like, we're going to. Blah blah blah, and we gotta just gotta get the defense. Blah blah blah. All right, they'll be like whatever parish it is. They'll be like St. John Fisher, and they all go pray for us.
0: Oh my gosh, I've not seen that.
1: That's what they all do.
0: Pray so it would
1: be like Catherine McCauley, pray for us. <sighs> that was what you would hear our uh, team say. Which I, I don't know. It's a funny energy to bring to the saint. I'm kind yeah. of into it. It's kind of weird. That's like the rallying cry for a Catholic school for a sports mm-hmm. game.
0: I don't know why that, like, makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) Mary,
1: Queen of Martyrs, pray for us.
0: As a seventh grader, you watch all the football players. That's what they do. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm trying to break it down Catholic-wise. So this saint's supposed to pray for you. Like, intercede on your behalf. That you win your game. That you win your game. That wasn't your experience. What was your Catholic high school called? Bishop Moore. It was after a local bishop. Okay, it was after a bishop. So they didn't have a saint there. And our mascot was a hornet. So I was like there was very little catholic <laughs> iconography in the sports sure not not so
1: much. What was your experience with saints growing up?
0: I mean yeah, well again like with you when you move every church is a different saint name. Like I never went to yeah. like the church of Jesus Christ. Like that was never it's like Saint Mary Magdalene, Saint Thomas Aquinas, Saint like that's how I know the the names they're familiar to me from like the churches I went to.
1: Ooh, there is one I just realized. There's one where i grew up it's called christ the king so that one's named
0: after jesus but most of them are not i'm like oh, well, that's pretty you think you're pretty <laughs> impressive huh you go straight to the top you name yourself after jesus you think you're that good like <laughs> around here there's saint Bart, saint you know, there's notre dame is one of them around here but that's
1: still i mean that's mary saint
0: stan do you know what saint stan is i was asking you you sweet polish girl
1: oh stanislaw
0: yeah it's a, no one ever says stanislaw it's always saint stan oh yeah in my parts so, yeah, they're all around. That one closed. There was a Lady of Fatima. Um, oh, yeah, sure. The Italian church. Each of these churches has its own, like, ethnic group that it was, like, created for. So it's And then they've got their, like, saint mascot. Mm-hmm. But, no, I don't. The whole yelling pray for us is not part of, no. <laughs> you haven't experienced that? My grandma was big on feast days. Did you have feast days? Of course, yeah. Saints all have their own feast day. Yeah, we got to get into that. That's I mean, part of what I want to talk about. But like Saint Stephen, Saint St. Stephen, I'm Stephanie, named after St. Stephen. First martyr. December 26th. So like I was always near my grandma. Oh. And so I'm a four on the Enneagram scale. And so I really do like feeling very special and so my grandmother every time would be like you know saint stephen's number one and i was like he was the first saint ever because he was the first person to like be martyred for the catholic church i was the first grandchild so i was like yeah feast day Now it's all the celebration of being number one <laughs> that's just like who i am named after yeah it's just no big deal i'm just like the first it's fine and I would get $3 and my cousin Michael was always pissed because everybody else got $2. And I don't know why I got three. I think it was because mine was right after Christmas. we are the favorite. She liked you the best. And I probably was the favorite. I was number one. <laughs> the first one of 26. It's a big deal.
1: Steph's cousin, cover your ears. Steph was a favorite.
0: He knows. He's number two, so that's why he gets real bad about it. That's fair. He can never ascend. But yeah, so feast days, like my grandmother made a big deal and everyone knew when theirs was because of that. And my sister, well, famously, I think I've talked about this on the baptism episode, but my mom got in trouble for naming her. A non saint name but her middle name is nicole so she got to have saint nicholas as long as you have a middle either you can really stretch it you know you can go any which way with it so i just i love that there is a feast day because it's like well we need to have little parties for each saint but that's a lot of saints
1: yeah it is a lot of saints there's a ton of saints did you ever celebrate your
0: feast day no, I don't even know where it is. There's probably like a bunch of Anne's.
1: I mean, I think there were a couple times in Catholic school I had to like research my name Saint, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we talked about it. This is not in the Bible, I believe, but like traditionally Anne is thought to be Mary's mom, which as we've discussed, right, her name would have probably been Hannah, not Anne. Anne. <laughs> Anne of Green. Gables. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I didn't know. I, like, knew that feast days were a thing. I think my grandma was kind of into feast days. So I looked it up. Do you want to know
0: why we have feast days? I do, because I have no idea. Is it when they died? So they arose from the very early Christian custom of the annual commemoration of martyrs on the dates of their death. Okay. So it's like your happy death day.
1: I don't know if this is a Catholic thing. Do you find as a Catholic, like... I feel like especially people in a generation or two before us that people do commemorate when someone died. Like people we know. Yeah. Yeah. Like people will remember when someone died and it's like, oh, this is a day to like remember this person. Mm -hmm. Maybe on their birthday, but like also definitely on the day they died.
0: Well, that's when we like generally when we have masses for people in my family. I think that's a big one.
1: Oh, yeah. is like
0: Got to do it on your death day. Yeah. So when I'm, they said death day and it's like slash your birthday to heaven.
1: Oh, there you go. You're born to heaven or purgatory, according to that Bahumbug parish from last episode. I mean, you might be in purgatory. (laughs) Let's not assume you're in heaven. Right. I guess saints go straight to heaven, though, for sure.
0: They, oh, they couldn't have, they actually, it's part of the process. I'm pretty sure. I don't know how they verify it, but, uh, They have to be in heaven, step one.
1: Call St. Peter, like, uh, let me just confirm that person has made it. Well, because they
0: have to prove they can intercede on your behalf. So they have to be in heaven to do that. I don't think God listens to people in purgatory. No, you
1: can ask a saint to intercede for your loved one who's in purgatory. It's a triangulation and then they need to go to God. It's a whole thing. It's
0: a whole thing. So I thought I should mention, so when this episode comes out on the 18th, that will be the feast day of St. Luke the Evangelist. So we can just oh. say we know that now.
1: Of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and
0: John. Yeah, he's a physician and a disciple. That's uh,
1: our previous guest, Matthew Scott. Wasn't that his confirmation name? If oh, that's right, correctly? because he just was like, that's next. Matthew, it was already his name. Mark was another M, so he went with Luke. Matthew,
0: Mark, Luke. Stop there. That's all you need so creative i hope you're listening to this matthew
1: well happy
0: feast day matthew (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i hope he listens oh i'm sure he does he better be uh but it's like it's crazy because then you have to you look up like so they're the saint it's their feast day and so that's the day we celebrate you know whatever they're the patron saint of yes patron saints i still don't understand what the process is from saying you're a, a saint and then you become a patron saint of
1: There's a patron saint of everything.
0: Well, I wanted to actually ask you. So for funsies, can you like pick something? And I want to tell you if there's a saint of it. Like, honestly.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. What about, is there a patron saint of like cooking
0: or cooks? Let's look. I I guess there is. I'm sure there is. Saint of cooking. I've run a website But I think it'll be easier. St. Martha, the patron saint of cooks and housekeepers.
1: Oh, right. Well, you know what? And that's funny because I was just thinking about the Handmaid's Tale and why they call them Martha's and uh, (gasps) housewives. I was like, oh, the Martha and Mary stories like in the she cleaned the house and there's new interpretations of it. But yeah, Martha's the one who's like doing the housework. Now there's Mm -hmm. like new interpretations of what that all meant. But anyway, I was like,
0: oh, that's why Martha. So that makes sense. Martha's. I never even actually I just accepted that. Okay, that makes a lot more sense.
1: I get that, like, having a patron saint of everything is fun. That's fun. Because, like, if you're a cook, you get to be into a saint. It's like people being into a baseball team or whatever. You, like, just get to have your thing.
0: Right? I mean, I think it's why I kind of got so into Greek mythology. I was, like, one of those Greek mythology nerds Uh, in elementary school. I was, like, it's pronounced Persephone. Um, (laughs) Persephone. Like I was super into it, but I'm like, it's not far off from this. That there's a entity for every thing, you
1: know. Well, and the early Christians, many of
0: them Greeks, so this makes sense, right? I mean, on this, there's like a short random sampling from this website. But there's a saint of television. Oh, who's that? I'll just tell you right now. Click on saint of television. It is. St. Clair. Hi. Um, I love when
1: there's new technologies and they're going to be a saint of NFTs pretty soon at that conference. Maybe that's what they'll decide.
0: On February 17th, 1958, Pope Pius designated her the patron saint of television on the basis that when she was too ill to attend a mass, she'd been miraculously able to see and hear it on the wall of her room. (gasps) So she's a human projector.
1: Oh man, she was the first one to do TV mass. My grandma used to watch TV mass when she couldn't get to church
0: anymore. I mean, yes, she made up her own television.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. Is there so is there a saint of the internet?
0: Um, Yes, I'm gonna guess, but let's find out. I mean, the internet needs some help.
1: It really does. Saint, whoever, pray for us. Oh, yep. Who is it?
0: John Paul II named St. Isidore oh. of Seville, or Sevilla, oh. the patron on the inter- of the internet, um, who was the bishop of Sevilla in 600 AD. So just a few years before the internet was created. Uh, norms for social justice. I mean, patron saints, yeah, he's one of the patron saints of the internet. St. Maximilian Kolbe brought a large media service, built a large media service to get the message out. So also... Somebody who's into the internet. It's crazy. It's amazing. Surfers have a saint.
1: I totally get it. Like you said, like Greek mythology, you know, when I lived in a very Hindu holy city in India, Varanasi, like people had their God they were into, you know, Mm -hmm. be like, I'm a Hanuman person. I... Like fully owning it. Like I had a some. Oh, what was he? A palm reader? I think told me that like Ganesh was gonna be important to me. Oh, and then I had a student randomly give me a Ganesh, and I still will randomly have mm. little Ganesh things. Like someone will give me some little thing that has Ganesh on it, or I'll like just see a Ganesh sometime. And Ganesh is supposed to be the remover of obstacles. Oh, so I still have a little special place in my heart for Ganesh. Like I do. I just you know like it's similar to some people with their sayings. Like I see a Ganesh, I'm like oh like it just has this little feeling of oh something's looking out. for for me or like Mm -hmm. you know whether i like quote unquote believe it or not it's just this little feeling of like this little touchstone that feels like comforting in some way
0: so i totally get it did you ever pray to any saints oh i'm sure i did
1: uh I mean, I think we were like told to pray to certain saints for certain Mm -hmm. things. We would get like little coloring sheets home that was like pray to, uh, who's the little flower? St. Teresa, little flower. St. Therese,
0: I believe. Therese. Because I was just looking her up.
1: Mostly, I I mean, Mary is not, it's like beyond saint. Like other Christians who do do saints, I think. Like there's a couple like the Lutherans, the Anglicans, the.
0: There's others that have saints, but very few other religions you're allowed to, you're not allowed to pray to them. To the saints. Not in Lutheranism. No. They exist as people to admire but you can't but you
1: can't pray to them
0: because catholics have the whole like there's so many people between you and god (laughs) like you need a priest to talk to god
1: like you could go to god but it's like wouldn't it be better to go through you know
0: but that's part of the doctrine isn't it like priests are the only ones that get to talk directly i think that's part of the protestant reformation right
1: yeah they're definitely closer to god and a gateway to god and i think that was like some of the shift we're talking about vatican two it's like Mm -hmm. you basically you should just like the priest would be turned around you just like watch him talking to god and that was it
0: right you're like oh i guess i'm close enough like
1: exactly i get to be close to this person who's talking to god i think turning them around a little bit it's like a little more but it's still yeah you're still Mm -hmm. you got a lot of steps between you and god so saints are great i mean they're pretty close they're up there
0: yeah so i did i did a lot of research well what i could do sure (laughs) do you know what how somebody we talked about like You have to be good, but do you know what they have to do to become?
1: So here's what I think. So I know it's called canonization. Mm-hmm. In my head, it's kind of like a thing where the Pope is involved. And in my head, it's like a trial. Like, I know we learned about this at some point for real. But in my head, it's like a trial where it's like the two sides, like the defense. And it's like this person to be a saint. And the other side has to be like, no, they shouldn't. I don't know if that's really true, but just like it's like law and order in my head.
0: Yeah, there. that's where the term devil's advocate comes from. Oh, God the con damn, side that is her. the devil's you have to advocate on behalf of the, the, <laughs> the non-holy side is,
1: i have a wonderful friend who i do some equity work with and she is always when people say you know just to play devil's advocate she's like like do we need to advocate for satan do we need Cause
0: that's what it is
1: that's what you're saying you're doing you're admitting it you're owning it um
0: good to of course the catholic church is is responsible for that term makes sense i did not know until recently that that's where the term came from
1: well and then they have to be proven to have performed a miracle right two miracles oh man so this is nuts because like i imagine non-catholics are like only jesus could do miracles right i guess moses did so i don't know i don't know what their stance is but god does the miracles jesus does the miracle i feel like other christians would find it kind of suspect that the catholics are like All these people did miracles. With God, I guess.
0: Right. So I had to look this up. I'm like, so what constitutes a miracle?
1: That I don't know.
0: Okay. So Al Jazeera had a great article on like, how does someone become a saint? So thank you, Al Jazeera, for that. Because I do believe in your reputable reporting. So they had a great thing that pointed me down to this. So like, you have to do miracles. So (laughs) these aren't all of them, but they're bananas to me. Okay. So according to Al Jazeera, miracles can include healings sure we can heal okay. people that makes sense Liquification, what like alex mack <laughs> <laughs> it's when again talk about your day of death it's when the body of a saint or their represent- representation turns to liquid every year on the day of their death
1: what does that happen to our pope friend and his his glass case because i've so. I don't want to know. I don't want to (laughs) know. If that happens, I am all about putting someone in glass because that sounds crazy. And then they return to its
0: form. How would they know unless they put them in glass? So at first I was thinking like Indiana Jones, like do they melt and come back together? Like I'm not sure.
1: Alex Mack, but they're dead.
0: St. Januarius, I guess his blood flowed every year. And that's what that meant after he died, like in his body and people would gather. How do they know? They had him in a glass case. They said it had to be proven. <laughs> so they, yeah, he must have been in a, a glass case. Unless they're,
1: are they cremated and then like it just turns to liquid in the urn every year and then it turns. <laughs> this is an excellent Halloween episode.
0: We keep accidentally doing good Halloween, right? Episodes. Well, so we talk about it needs to be proven. All this stuff needs to be proven, which is part of the reason like Saint Christopher is no longer a saint. He's not. They took him away.
1: But is there a different one? Because there's a lot of Christophers out there.
0: Well, the St. Christopher of Travel, the one that everyone has around Oh. the medal. What? My dad still has a St. Christopher on. He's not changing that. But Pope Paul VI was like, you have to make it verifiable so there's no more St. Christopher.
1: This is like when they made Pluto not a planet and we're all like, it's a planet. It's some, You can't tell someone's, someone's suddenly not a saint. It's like, okay. just not
0: a thing anymore. And who have I been praying to this whole time? I don't know. But from... I think Saint Januarius is still a saint somehow. And I don't that
1: sounds not even
0: Christian. That sounds fake. Mm-mm. Sounds... You talked about Saint Therese. Uh-huh. One of her miracles is that she has the odor of sanctity. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hashtag odor of sanctity.
0: After her dead body smells like roses. Well that <laughs>
1: not even next time xavier has a stinky diaper it'd be like it's just the odor, odor of, of sanctity. sanctity
0: depends on what you're into
1: <laughs> i'm to make like a shit don't stink
0: joke there right That's yeah there's amazing. some social media stuff right in there okay the other two that like blew me away which i couldn't i have to share first of all Every time you look like almost any of these up, everyone's like Padre Pio did it, but I'm like he can't have no. done all of them. This is crazy. Okay. For a guy I never heard about till we started doing this podcast, he comes up a lot, a lot. Okay, so another one is levitation. Cool. If you're the you can levitate. That sounds cool. One of my favorites. I looked up. They're called Saint Joseph of Cupertino. The sentence after his name says he was said to be unclever, but he could fly. <laughs> so he's a two but he can fly like the order of franciscan friars wouldn't let him in because he wasn't smart enough or educated enough but he he could fly but so. guys
1: i can fly <laughs> this is amazing this also just gives me additional context for like the thing about the ouija boards like science says ouija boards aren't for real but this saint could fly we're gonna believe that i saint
0: i fly yeah
1: and the literal truth of that we're gonna teach that to children
0: and I don't understand why it's verifiable and what isn't because like this happened in the 1600s.
1: Right. Do you have video of it? Did someone take it with their smartphone?
0: Because somebody else said it happened, I guess. It's how I don't know. I'm sure it was a
1: man who said it happened. It definitely wasn't a woman. She was a witch if she said it. They
0: weren't allowed to speak in the 1600s. Yeah, if a woman flew, she'd get burned at the stake for sure actually it says in his like bio that when the witch hunting became a thing they had to put him in hiding because of his <laughs> abilities he, thought he was a witch well <laughs> yeah and the other one that i loved was by location is it meaning two places at the same time correct ding 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 again padre pio could do it <laughs> oh i'm sure he could is he He's dead though no, padre pio oh uh, yeah he's a saint yeah oh he's Are a he- sage I believe so. Ugh, because everyone loved him. I could be wrong. Or he's on the process of becoming a saint. Only, Probably. Only two people, I believe. I could be wrong again. But uh, Mother Teresa and then St. Therese, they got like rushed processes. Expedited. St. Expedited through the whole thing. Did their miracles real fast. Mother Teresa... Is she a saint now, for real? She's a saint. She would be, okay. uh, Francis was the one who fin- finalized the process. And
1: everyone called
0: her a saint even while she was alive. Although, yeah. And,
1: and everyone listened to The Turning because uh, problematic. To oh,
0: say they're so – yeah, there's a lot to un- – di- mm. hmm. like part of the reason you're supposed to – I think it, I saw somewhere – it was 50 years and somewhere else I saw five. But like you're supposed to wait a while – After a person dies before you start the process because they don't want it to be trendy, Uh, basically. Like, it shouldn't be about who's really popular. We need to have objectivity as much as you can, I suppose. And so you're supposed to wait. And it kind of – the Mother Teresa thing sort of jumps right into that. They're like, we need to really hurry this up because she's so popular right now. And then there wasn't the objective amount of time passed. Mm to get her in there
1: well maybe they should have waited till after the turning podcast not that it would have made a difference but no
0: no francis also has created a new category for beautification oh for beatification sorry beautification (laughs) they're almost the same word yeah
1: beatification means being made a saint Mm -hmm. is that
0: right so it's like the beatitudes right so a saint you're like nominated and you become venerable then you become blessed, and then you become a saint. And
1: then you can be the patron saint of the internet and have a parish.
0: Beatification, I think, gets you to blessedness. It's a second stage of proclaiming a person a saint. Okay. Before Francis, there were three categories you could be killed for the faith, uh, martyrdom. Right. You could live a life of heroically Christian virtues, <laughs> or have a strong reputation for religious devotion. Those are the three things. And then Francis added that uh, it's called oblatio vitae, which is when you sacrifice your life for somebody else. I mean, that's the fourth thing that can get you there. Francis
1: added that. I mean, that does seem legit. That's like a big deal. Mm -hmm. if you do that. Yeah.
0: So those are the things that can get you there. And you have to have the four cardinal virtues. Oh, what are those? There's cardinal virtues and theological virtues. Okay. But the cardinal ones are prudence, temperance, fortitude, and justice.
1: I don't know that I even know what all those means. Prudence? (laughs) Is that like being careful? I don't know what prudence means. That's
0: what I think it means. Let's look it up all together now.
1: So much of of Catholicism, it's similar to the internet stuff last week. It's like, I know that word, but like, what does it actually mean?
0: Governing oneself, having a discipline for yourself.
1: Cautiousness, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then what was the second one?
0: Temperance.
1: That I think of like not drinking alcohol, but that's not correct.
0: Oh, I always think of like not being like John McEnroe. So the f- Okay.
1: Not being what?
0: Not being John McEnroe. Not throwing your tennis racket on the ground. But you were right.
1: Well, it says abstinence from alcoholic drink, but that has to be there has to be something else because I know like the temperance movement was called that that had to do with alcohol but it's something else in the catholic church
0: i think it's being moderate in all things
1: moderation in action thought or feeling (laughs) just calm down that's kind of what they mean
0: which is like the opposite of what i think all all saints are
1: right they're like very they're
0: all like kind of fervor.
1: right i guess except for jesus and mass and communion you should be like just itching for but everything else like chill out Especially if you're a woman.
0: Right? No. And then fortitude. So strength of character is what I think of that. Yeah. Like keep on keeping on kind of a thing. Or just being very strong. <laughs> Levitating and being very strong. <laughs> Courage and pain or adversity. There we go. Okay. And duh, 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 justice. Do they mean like justice, justice? Social justice? I hope so.
1: They probably mean justice for the Lord. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, like, any of the stuff that has to do with, like, there's some same stuff where it's, like, they did something kind for other people, and I'm, like, I think mm-hmm. celebrating that, great, but there's a lot of the same stuff that is just, like, neutral to actually, like, problematic, where, like, they just were super into the church and wouldn't, you know, wouldn't deny being a Christian or whatever. It's, like, okay, I don't know, I guess, but, like, if someone's literally going to kill you, I think we should be allowed to lie because,
0: Right. Yeah, you would think, but I got that's why you're not gonna become a saint, Anne. Why I had to give up that dream. But then there's stuff, you know. Like I
1: think I was just looking this up because I've seen this come up as like Saint Maria Goretti, which like a lot of women I guess are into. I guess even especially now with like the internet kind of rad trad Catholic world. But it's insane. She was raped, and you know she like forgave her rapist or whatever and
0: uh are these virtues we want to admire she was
1: raped and then she was stabbed 14 times by her rapist i guess but like <sighs> somehow survived and what? like forgave him
0: uh right i mean Forgiveness can be very good for people's hearts and souls. Like, that's a personal choice. But do we want... Yeah.
1: And then other people who, you know... I mean, even when we talk about some of these saints, it's like, oh, they went through such a tragic time. It just sounds like, oh, they were, like, depressed. or, Or they, like... Or they, you know, were, like... Obsessive compulsive with like receive communion every day, went to mass, you know, 12 hours a day. Flogged themselves. Yes. And- where it's like, oh, they were like mentally ill and we're spiritualizing that. And then we're like telling kids to be like this. And the catholic church is sure into that type of stuff so
0: i don't know it's strange and again you think i think back to like confirmation names like that's when i really get into the saints because you're like looking through your book of saints and it's like do i want the person who was killed for this or the person who was killed for this or the person who was raped for this or like who do i want to name myself after
1: it all feels so far away and like it might as well be like
0: mount olympus that's why it doesn't feel that personal
1: i didn't think about these people as actual people they feel like someone from a story from an imaginary world even though they are rooted in history it doesn't seem real no
0: yeah they, they do seem like characters yeah
1: but like i enjoy stories and i enjoy characters and kind of having mascots and i think that is how how a lot of catholics use them mm-hmm. just your your average day-to-day catholic who goes to mass most sundays <laughs> like they're gonna just be into their kind of saint mascot uh of like
0: whatever they are into
1: have their little medal.
0: do you remember that snl skit when tim tebow was playing they had one where he like knelt in the locker room and jesus did come to him and he's like oh so you want me to help you win this game like It's all about Jesus like coming down for sports things and I just as you're talking about these saints I just imagine them in heaven like are they wearing the colors of their school? (laughs) Like how's it going? Very and
1: all decked out in Notre Dame.
0: And if like Notre Dame is playing Xavier University like in How heaven did that like, work? which house is hosting the party like duking
1: it out we need to like create this sketch of like the the saints fighting each other because that's what's happening in football games I I've thought, always found it weird you know I think I saw some you know meme or something recently that was like making fun of this idea of like being blessed it was like yes God wanted you to have this very expensive luggage like you know we've talked about this idea of like kind of spiritualizing oh right capitalism I've always I'm not a sports person so I recognize that I'm biased but anything like that where people are like praying that they win the game or whatever
0: see I love I love some sports I should say I really do like watching games. but the idea that God or a saint has no like other people to like help <laughs> and they have the time to worry about a game. You know how many children are starving?
1: Do you know how many wars are happening? And like you I guess you're like, well, God is infinite. They can do all these things. But I'm- also, like
0: if you look at it, there are so many people starving. I think they're all a little distracted by football, frankly. <laughs> like they're not doing their jobs up there maybe they are very involved maybe we
1: need to stop we need to stop bothering the saints they've got people to save
0: that's the reason famines happen is because y'all keep yelling about (laughs) kajadin or whatever i can't remember what you said
1: leave saint john fisher alone i don't know who saint john fisher is but there's a parish named after him the
0: tommy moore's out there you know we're talking to you
1: leave them alone they got things to
0: do (laughs) real problems to solve it would take a very dedicated podcast to go through all of the actual steps of sanctification, but that's a nice cursory delve in. I know a couple of people who feel that they've encountered saints and I do want to interview them for the podcast. So Really? Mm-hmm.
1: That's interesting.
0: I did want to bring their stories up because I don't feel like they're mine to tell. That's fair. But if anybody else has one out there, listeners, please get in touch if you would like to share it because I would love to no your encounters are with saints
1: yeah well it wasn't that a thing you know the halloween stuff i mean at one point like halloween was sort of a it was like pagan kind of
0: all saints day all souls
1: yeah it was like a pagan thing that then the christians took but i think there was a thing at one point of like dressing up like saints right i think that was a thing around all souls day or there's all saints day and all souls day
0: i think there's something to do with um was that mid like medieval probably it feels like the height of iconography
1: right like dressing up like saints and now we're back to just dressing up like other things and now some christians i haven't seen catholics do this but other christians are like oh it's like too pagan and you're like this was literally a christian holiday but you started it you listen you started it i guess if it's anything that has to do with the catholic church they can distance themselves from it Mm -hmm. and they're not going to dress like saints because that's I guess to to non Catholic Christians, some of them that could feel just as idolatrous and evil as like dressing up like a yeah zombie or something, especially if your body's
0: liquefying,
1: I don't know <laughs> that sounds like a cool Halloween costume if you could be like part liquid like partially liquefied and, and then go back up and then liquefy and cu- someone figure out how to do that. It sounds like something from Ghostbusters
0: honestly. All right. Well, happy St. Luke's Day to everybody. Yeah, there you go. Matthew especially. Before we go, we didn't do this last time, but I wanted to try to do it. Do you have any, like, lapsed recommendations? Few things people should watch or listen to? I don't know if I have one. I was just thinking, I know I've mentioned it a bunch, but if you haven't watched season two of Fleabag, oh, Fleabag. So good. I feel like every lapsed Catholic should watch that. For sure. Because it made me, like, uncomfortable. And then- I left, and I was like, it's one of the best depictions of any priest ever. Adam Scott's brilliant.
1: He's wonderful, and yeah, you'll feel a lot of feelings.
0: But the humanness of the church and how he talks about it, I'm like, "Oh, It is. It's very endearing. And it's crazy that it's in the middle of Fleabag. It's crazy. It's a really interesting balance, and I think it's a really good lapsed watch. Everyone
1: go watch Fleabag right now. Yeah. Watch the whole (laughs) thing if you haven't. But yeah, season two for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Do we have a collection basket? We do. We just had Indigenous Peoples Day and we're coming up on um, Indigenous History Month, actually, which is November. So anyway, we are inviting folks to donate to the National Indigenous Women's Resource Center. It's actually in Lame Deer, Montana, which is where you have done some theater work, right, Steph?
0: Yeah. I've taught some students out there. They're incredible. And it's the Northern Cheyenne uh, Lame Deer Reservation. And I know they could use the basket uh, passing. So great. There so you
1: it's niwrc.org. And we will leave that in the show notes.
0: All right, Steph. Well, and also with you. And also with you, Anne.